Welcome to the Tax Professionals Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you improve your tax career. Here's your host, Jack Bonehill. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Tax Professionals Podcast. In this episode, we will be covering the topic of feedback. This is actually the third time that I've tried to record this episode. The first one I recorded was my first ever attempt to record in any of these episodes, and as you can imagine, it didn't actually go that well. So I thought, let's do it again. The second time I did it, I thought it was much better. However, when I came to editing it, I actually realised that I had my microphone the wrong way round. Now, that may sound ridiculous because surely it's obvious which way a microphone needs to be pointing. Well, in the case of mine, it's not that obvious at all. Uh, It's actually got two sides that look completely identical and it was only once I came to listening back to it afterwards that I realised it really wasn't picking up my voice very well. So here we go and hopefully third time lucky. By the end of this episode you'll be able to obtain better feedback and you'll also know how to better act upon the feedback that you are given. So without further ado let's jump into this episode. So this may be obvious to a lot of people But the three types of feedback are positive feedback, constructive feedback and negative feedback. Positive feedback is when you're complimented for doing a good job of something. Constructive feedback is feedback that lets you know on some area that you could improve on and lets you know how you can improve upon that. Negative feedback is, well, just negative. There is no use in negative feedback and it should be avoided. However, At this moment in time, you may not see a difference between constructive and negative feedback. You may dislike them both. However, constructive feedback is exceptionally helpful in helping you to improve and get better. More on that later in this episode. Why is feedback beneficial and why should you be asking for more feedback? Feedback enables quicker improvement and development than if you did not ask for feedback. If you're looking to advance your career quickly, feedback would definitely help with this. This is across the board and not only relevant to those who work in tax. However, feedback is particularly important for tax professionals as tax professionals require lots of skills that can't be developed in a classroom setting or taught. Most of the skills can only be learned through experience and practice. For example, writing practical tax advice, managing a to-do list, prioritising, building client relationships and delegating. Feedback is a great way to speed up the process in relation to learning these skills. There are, of course, many skills that can be taught, such as technical knowledge and other hard skills such as using Excel, Word or Outlook. But feedback can even help you to improve those skills quicker. If you were to go on a generic course to learn these skills, there'd be lots of parts that are completely irrelevant to you and your job. However, if you get feedback on a task that you're actually doing, then the feedback is very targeted and much more relevant to you. This is even the case for your ATT and CTA exams. Just think about all the taxes that are covered. Chances are you probably only work with one or maybe two of those taxes regularly. No, instead let's imagine that you've written a piece of tax advice at work and it's been reviewed by a colleague. The reviewer could highlight any gaps in your knowledge and then you can work on learning these. That's a more effective way to quickly learn the information that you need for your job. To me, that's one of the greatest benefits of obtaining feedback. Depending on the area of tax you work in, 
you may not get the opportunity to do the same or a similar task in a short period of time. Having a big gap between doing the same or similar task is unhelpful, as you may forget what you did last time. However, by asking for feedback, this will help solidify the experience in your memory, and the next time you undertake that task, even if there is a big gap, you will remember more of it. Some examples of tasks that don't come up very often for me are drafting responses to HMRC letters or even undertaking an employee compliance review. This may be similar for you. One point you may not think about when you think of feedback is perception. Someone may have a completely different perception of something than you do. Let's take an example. Suppose you were taking notes in a meeting on your laptop so that you could capture all the key actions for your colleagues. Because you were making sure you took down the key points and actions, you didn't really speak much in the meeting and you were typing for a lot of it. Some of your colleagues could have perceived that as rude and that you weren't interested in the meeting. You had good intentions, however, your colleagues did not see this. If you did not have feedback in this scenario, you would not know that your colleagues perceived this in a completely different way to you. You may even continue to do the same thing in future meetings. That would not be helpful for your relationship with your colleagues. However, if you had a bit of feedback from them, then you could change your actions so that in future meetings you did something different. Let's say, for example, that you took notes on paper instead, or even at least let your colleagues know what you were doing before the meeting. The last point of this section is that feedback helps improve self-awareness. You may already have a good idea of what your strengths and weaknesses are. There's a good chance, however, that others may pick up on different strengths and even different weaknesses. By getting information from others, you can have a better idea of where your strengths and weaknesses are, and this can help you make better decisions on where to focus your energy in relation to professional development. At this point, you may be thinking all those reasons for obtaining feedback sound great. However, you hate asking for feedback and you hate taking feedback even more. You're definitely not alone with this. A lot of people find it difficult. So why is it that feedback is resisted and difficult to take? Personally, I think the biggest contributor is that there is a misconception that the giver of the feedback is the person who is in control of the feedback. This is because the person giving the feedback is usually in a position of power, such as managers or partners. However, the onus is actually more on the receiver of the feedback. This is because it is their responsibility to make sure that they understand, accept and take action on the feedback. There will be some tips later on in the episode that will help you to be able to do this. Some other reasons that feedback is resisted is because people see feedback as a threat, particularly in relation to their ego, self-esteem or self-importance. If you see feedback in this way, it's easy to make feedback uncomfortable, awkward and even painful. You may think the person giving you feedback has an ulterior motive and that can make you feel like a victim. Maybe you think Christine would love to see your career crash and burn and spends all of her free time thinking of negative feedback to achieve that. Unlikely, although possible. Because of these reasons, the word feedback itself may instill fear into you. This is despite the fact that feedback is usually given with good intent. Does any of this sound familiar? If you're anything like most people, then it probably does. But it doesn't have to be like this. By changing your mindset around feedback, you can completely change how you feel or react to it. Doing this can enable you to reap the full benefits of feedback. 
Mindset. Mindset is the biggest reason why people feel uncomfortable and resist constructive feedback. Those who don't react well to feedback will probably have what's known as a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is where people believe that their skills are set and that these can't be improved no matter how much effort they put in. Compare this to someone who has what's known as a growth mindset. Someone with a growth mindset doesn't think that their skills are fixed. Instead, they think that they can always improve and grow them. Which of these mindsets do you think is better when it comes to feedback? Feedback should be seen as an opportunity for growth, as that's exactly what it is. Feedback allows you to draw upon the experience of others, which saves you the need to go through the exact same experience as them to learn the same thing. There is something you can learn from everyone. Hopefully you can see the benefits of adapting a growth mindset. If you're able to adopt a growth mindset, you'll be able to get much more from the feedback that you receive. Not only this, but it may even allow you to enjoy the process of receiving feedback. Well, if not that, then hopefully you'll at least hate the process less. So, improving your mindset is beneficial when obtaining feedback, but how do you improve your mindset? Here's some tips that will help you improve your mindset. This may sound counterintuitive, but you should start asking for more feedback and ask for it with the right intent, which is in order to improve. Asking for feedback regularly will make asking and receiving feedback become more normal and will help you to be more comfortable when asking for and obtaining feedback. It will also give you more opportunity to see and understand the benefits of feedback. Diversify who feedback is sought from. This will allow you to see trends in the feedback previously provided to you and hearing the same feedback from multiple people will help you to accept that the feedback is true. It will also give you an opportunity to get a different perspective from those who usually give you feedback. You can diversify the feedback you receive from people within and outside of your team. You may be thinking that it is hard to get feedback from people outside of your team. However, one way to do this is to utilise the opportunities as and when they arise. For example, you could be giving a presentation to other teams to provide them with updates on your area of tax. For example, my team does this in relation to P11Ds each year. After the presentation is given, you have a good opportunity to ask those who attended for feedback. You could be undertaking a project that involves people from numerous tax teams. For example, if you're undertaking a tax due diligence or senior accounting officer review, these are both good opportunities to ask for feedback from people outside of your team. A good example of when I was able to do this was when I was undertaking an employment tax review as part of an audit. The audit director wanted to see the report I produced for the client before it went to them, so I took this as an opportunity to ask him for feedback. This turned out to be really useful, as he was able to give me some ideas that I could use in the future that I haven't been given from people within my team. Just a note, when asking for feedback from a diverse range of people, it doesn't have to be from someone more senior than you. It is just as useful to get feedback from people of the same seniority, or even less senior. They also may be able to give you better feedback if they work with you more closely, as they will have a better insight into the way that you work. Reflect on any feedback that you are given. Reflecting enables you to think about the feedback given to you and helps you to understand the key points that were being made. By reflecting, you will give yourself time to digest any constructive feedback. And this will allow you to think about how the feedback can be used to help you improve in the future. If you can see the benefit, it will help you to improve your mindset. 
The last tip I have in relation to improving your mindset is to give feedback. That may sound completely counterintuitive because how will giving feedback help you to improve your mindset for receiving it? Well, if you give feedback, then this will help you to understand what it's like to be a person giving feedback so that when you are receiving feedback, you can empathise with the person who's giving you feedback. You'll probably also allow you to see that when you're giving feedback, you're only trying to help the other person. This can help you to understand and realise that people giving you feedback are only trying to help you too. So now you know how to improve your mindset for obtaining feedback. Here's 10 tips to make sure that you can get good quality feedback. Tip number one. This is probably obvious given the last section of this podcast, but you should improve your mindset and view feedback as an opportunity for growth. Tip number two. Ask for feedback immediately after you've completed an activity. By asking for feedback immediately, the activity will still be fresh in yours and the person who's given you feedback's mind. This will help the feedback giver give you more detailed feedback. Don't underestimate the power of this tip. I've gotten some of the best feedback I've ever received by asking for it immediately after doing an activity. I went to a client meeting with a colleague to go through an advice letter that we had drafted for them. In the meeting, I went through all of the key points of the advice letter and this was the first time that I'd ever done this. Straight after the meeting, I asked my colleague for some feedback on how it went. Because I asked for this feedback immediately after the activity, it really stuck with me and the next time I did the same thing in a different meeting, I was able to take the points on board more easily. Tip number three. You can ask for feedback upfront before undertaking the work. We should do this in relation to something you know you want to improve on. You can then implement the feedback when undertaking the work. For example, you could be about to give a tax presentation but maybe you know that you have a habit of talking quickly during presentations and you want some tips for talking slower. You could ask a colleague who you know is good at giving presentations for some tips in this regard. Or maybe, before drafting a tax advice letter, you want some tips on how you can make the advice more practical or tips on how you can better structure the letter. You can then implement these tips immediately when drafting the letter. A good example of when I've done this was before I was going to undertake some proactive calls to clients to invest in and develop the relationship with them. When doing similar calls in the past, some of the conversations have been extremely short, literally less than 30 seconds. So I asked for some feedback from the partner in my team in order to help increase the length of these conversations. Firstly, she said not to worry if some of the conversations are short because some people will just not want to speak. However, a useful tip she gave me was to try and spark the client's curiosity. By doing this, the client will likely ask questions and become more invested in the conversation. This would give more opportunity to invest in and develop the relationship. Tip number four. This is one of my favourite tips because I think not many people do this at all and it's actually extremely useful. You should ask specific questions and relate them to the activity that's been undertaken rather than just generically asking for feedback. For example, you could ask what the reviewer thought of the tone of a letter that you'd written or whether they thought the points that you made were understandable. Don't just ask for feedback. It's too open-ended and putting people on the spot with this, they won't know where to start. In fact, it's probably useful to avoid the word feedback because of the emotions attached to the word. Tip number five. Don't become defensive and argumentative. Let the person giving feedback speak. By improving your mindset as discussed earlier, This will massively help in this regard. By becoming defensive, the feedback giver will be less open and less helpful when giving you feedback. However, 
by letting that person speak, it will help them see that you respect what they are saying and that you are wanting to listen. This will encourage them to give you more helpful feedback. Tip number six. Make sure that when you are receiving feedback, you are being interactive and asking questions to fully understand the feedback given. Although it's important to let the person giving you feedback speak, it is also important to ask questions and be engaging with the person giving you feedback. By asking questions and being interactive, it shows the person that's giving you feedback that you are interested in the feedback they are giving, and it also helps to make sure that you fully understand the feedback given. Tip number seven. Thank and acknowledge positive feedback. Positive feedback is much easier to take than constructive feedback, but many of us still don't know how to react properly when receiving positive feedback. This is because many of us don't like to receive compliments. However, you can simply thank the person for giving you the positive feedback and also acknowledge it. You could also say why you think the work went well, and you could even give credit to colleagues where this is appropriate. You should also try to understand what in particular the person giving you feedback liked about the work. This way, you can continue to do the exact same thing in the future, and this way you gain some benefit from the positive feedback. Tip number eight. Break down asking for feedback into smaller chunks and don't make it formal. There's no need to wait until formal appraisals or reviews. In fact, it's better to ask for feedback as you go along, as this way it'll be more fresh in yours and the person who's giving you feedback's mind. Also, asking for feedback in smaller chunks prevents overwhelm for the person who's giving you feedback. This can allow them to focus on fewer points and be more specific with their feedback in relation to these. Tip number nine. Make sure that you are as helpful as possible to the person who's given you feedback. Remember that giving feedback is just as difficult as receiving feedback. Tip number 10. Accept that making mistakes are part of the learning process. By accepting that mistakes are part of the learning process, you'll be more open to any constructive feedback that you receive, as you will know that the work you have produced is unlikely to be perfect first time. So, now you know how to get better feedback, but just as important is how to act upon that feedback well. Here are some ways that you can better act upon feedback given. Whenever you receive feedback, reflect upon the feedback given and any actions that you undertook in the task you've gotten feedback on. Think about the feedback given and what you did. Are you able to understand the feedback? If not, then try asking the feedback giver some more questions so that you can fully understand. If you don't understand, then you won't be able to benefit fully from the feedback given. When you are given feedback, however, there's no need to act upon every single point of feedback given. However, I always recommend that you try and take away at least a couple of key points. Next time you try to undertake a similar activity, try to think back to the previous time you undertook the same activity and also the feedback given. This will help bring the previous feedback to the front of your mind, so this time when you undertake the same activity, you can improve upon it by taking on board the feedback. When you're undertaking the task this time, Make a conscious effort to implement the key points from the previous feedback. There will be some feedback given that you don't think will improve the work this time round. If that's the case, just ignore it. You don't have to agree with every piece of feedback given. When it comes to setting objectives and goals, think back to feedback given to you recently. This can help you to set relevant objectives and goals. If you struggle to remember feedback previously given, you could always keep a log of all the most useful points of feedback given. When it comes to setting goals and objectives, there's no need to wait until formal appraisals or reviews. You can set yourself small goals that you're consciously trying to achieve. 
There's been a lot of information in this episode about feedback. If you take nothing else away from this episode, then I recommend you take away the following points. Constructive feedback can be difficult to hear, but it is the most beneficial to learn and improve. Positive feedback is motivating and encouraging, but you can also use this to improve by understanding why the feedback is positive. Feedback helps to improve scores quicker than without feedback. This is particularly important given that many scores that we need as tax professionals are developed through practice and experience alone. By having a growth mindset, you can improve the value you get out of your feedback. Understand that feedback is an opportunity for improvement. To improve your mindset, get as much feedback as possible and diversify who the feedback is sought from. The more feedback you get, the easier it will become to see the opportunity for growth. Remember, it is down to you as the feedback receiver to get as much as possible out of the feedback received. Let the person who is giving feedback to you speak. Don't be defensive or argumentative, but be interactive and ask questions to clarify what the person giving feedback means. Aim to obtain feedback as quickly as possible after the task has been complete and ask specific questions rather than just generically asking for feedback. Feedback can be obtained in an informal setting and shouldn't be limited to formal reviews. Make sure you reflect upon feedback and think to previous feedback given when you undertake a similar task in the future to make sure that you can improve upon the previous attempt. A quick trip of the knowledge from this episode I challenge you within the next week to ask for five pieces of feedback. Feedback doesn't have to be on something big. It can just be in relation to something really small, such as an email you've drafted or whether you've explained something clearly to someone. That's it for this episode. I hope that you found the episode useful and have taken away some useful points that can help you improve and develop your tax career. Show notes, which include a written summary of this episode, can be found at thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com slash ttpp3. TTPP3 stands for the Tax Professionals Podcast Episode 3 and if you like me and struggle to spell the word professional it is spelt with one F and two S's. Until next time.